welcome to the Nutrition Burnout Podcast, your home for food and body obsession. I'm your host, Christy Brown, founder and creator of Intuitively Strong. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Nutrition Burnout. Today's topic comes from a listener, a follower, uh, someone who has DM'd me on Instagram. And honestly, we've been chatting back and forth uh, for a while now. And he sends me updates every now and then. Hey, I started doing this or hey, I ended up eating this and I, I was full for a while and just sends me those wins, which I freaking love to hear. So please, if you have anything you want to share with me, DM me on Instagram and tell me about it because I want to help you celebrate. But after hearing more about him and just being with him for a while, hearing his story, I asked him, I'm like, hey, is there anything else like you need help with right now? What's something you're currently struggling with? And he said, actually, I think my only issue is weight loss and just that discipline. He said, I'm just too comfortable at home, so I'm not as conscious about what I eat. And he's like, I don't really eat as healthy, as unhealthy as I used to. So I just don't know where really that willpower or discipline went. So I asked him if I could talk about this on my podcast and he said, yes. So thank you so much, Jesus, for asking because I've been thinking about this myself lately for a while and being someone who used to wake up at the butt crack of dawn and work out for two plus hours a day. Then I'd go to work. I have I had two kids in diapers at that time. And then I would come home from work, get them ready for bed. And then I would work on my intuitively stronger. Back then it was bodybuilding mama where I would help uh, people who just had babies lose the pregnancy weight with macros. And it was just like, man, how did I do all of that? Like, it was just crazy because now I'm like, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> I, there's no way I'd want to go back to that life. Um. And it kind of brought me to a point to where I, I would ask myself, all right, what was my do or die? What was that point in time that I was like, okay, if I don't go, what's going to happen? Right. And at that point I was deep into eating disorders. I was deep into obsession. I was deep into, I have to do this. I have to uh, keep this body at all costs and I need to get leaner. And I was already impossibly lean for my genetics at that point. So um, I was really asking myself, like, what was my main drive? And it was, it was fear. Like, it's weird to think now I live in such a life of, of peace with my body, with food, with fitness. Yeah, there's things that I want to improve. And there's days when I still miss my lean, muscular body like hell. And it, it hurts a little bit. You know, I, I still mourn the loss of my leaner body. But then I go back and think, man, I just, I don't want that life to keep it. You know, my um, son just had his birthday and we went to a water park, right? Up in Northern Michigan, it was awesome indoor water park. And I saw this girl who was just fit. She had a six pack. I'm like, oh gosh, that used to be me. You know, her bathing suit was probably like a small, maybe a medium. And I'm like, I used to wear stuff like that all the time. And like, she was strong and muscular, but I never saw her with a drink in her hand. And hey, I don't know anything about her. I'm just, you know, being visual here and I don't know anything about her life at all, but I wanted to drink. Like I knew that if I wanted to keep my body, I, I couldn't drink. I couldn't enjoy, you know, food, anything like that. I never saw her eat, um, anything like that. And I'm like, 
you know, I'm happy I, I can have this freedom, but this freedom does come with a cost, just like discipline comes with a cost. So you always have to remember, well, what did you give up back then? And I know with me, it was my peace. I gave up my peace. I was always go, 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 but I was always exhausted. I didn't know how to be any other way because the thing that drove me again was fear, the fear of losing that body. Uh, I couldn't show up uh, in a month or two. Um, back then I worked at my husband's jewelry store and I couldn't show up and a client be like, oh, wow, you gained a lot of weight. Like that was to me fear. Or I couldn't have people seeing me on Instagram being like, oh my gosh, Christy blew up. She gained so much weight. Like that was my biggest fear in life was losing my identity as the fit friend, as the person that people come to. And whether you can relate to that like exact story or not, I know that back when, you know, we first started dieting or things like that, it was easy, right? Because dieting and restriction in general, discipline, it, it has a shelf life. Dieting when you, you know, first go on the diets or when you first start this, you know, program, mind you, I started, uh, back in 2015, like really going hard. Um, and I honestly can remember it being fun. Like counting macros was a game to me. And I was like, oh, I'm winning the game. This is awesome. Like, how do people not do this? This is so much fun. But restriction of any kind, because there are three different types of restriction. There's restriction in quantity. There's, um, and you can put this into the fitness world. You could put this into the, the nutrition world, but restriction in, I only have this amount of time at the gym or, um, restriction in, I can only have a half of a piece of pizza, right? That's quantity. Or there's also restriction within quality, which is I can only eat uh, organic, clean foods. You know, I can't buy pre-chopped or anything like that. I've got to make it myself. I used to think, oh, the healthiest salads are the ones that I make myself. And they're the worst, actually. I, I don't know why we talk about this all the time with my friends, but it's like buying a salad always tastes better than you making it at home. I don't know why, but it just does. And then there's restriction in satisfaction, right? Oh no, I can't just sit down and read or watch TV because that's lazy. That's something satisfying, but I'm not allowed to do that. No, I can't have that cookie or that donut because that's satisfying and that's a bad food, right? There's restriction in that sense too. So those are the three types of restriction, restriction in quality, restriction in quantity, and restriction in satisfaction. So that all has a shelf life. That's why people that are like, oh my gosh, dieting is amazing. I don't know how you like get to where you are, but maybe you should need to try a new diet because dieting is fun in the beginning. It's, it's sexy. It's like, woo, this is great. I feel awesome. So I feel like when I think back to how did I do that? How did I wake up? How was I so disciplined um, with my eating and meal prepping and you know just the time that I did? It's because I was still in the honeymoon phase of the dieting period. And then I think that's what we do. We, we look back and we think, gosh, if I could just get back to that point to where I was working out every morning and eating healthier, you know, eating a salad for lunch. And I would say no to that stuff. Like, why am I not disciplined anymore? Like, where did my discipline go? When I think back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was the honeymoon period. That was the period, that point in time where dieting was fun and it was awesome. But 
it gets old just like everything else. But yet we compare ourselves to what we did back then because that's what we know. We compare ourselves to who we were back then, to our time frame back then, to our energy levels, to shoot, that was almost um, you know 10 years ago for me. It's like, man, I am a totally different person than then, right? And you, we all should be. We should all be different people within five years, within 10 years. We should all be different people. And the fear, the fear ran me like crazy. It was I, people can't see me back to how I was when I was living in a bigger body. Like to me, that was shame. That was guilt. That was I'm doing something wrong because that's what health always meant to me was if you're you're fat or you're overweight or you wear exercise pants or you're over these three numbers on the scale, then then you're failing. And to me, I I never failed. Like I was the one who I had to be above average. I could not even be average. I had to be above average of everything that I did. So I fought like hell to try and hold on to that, to, to lengthen that shelf life, to, you know, try and make that spoiled milk good again. And it got me so sick, you know, inside and out. And that discipline that I've been chasing, it's like, man, Chrissy, you, you can do that again. You can go back. You can go back to that life anytime you want. Nobody's stopping you, but I don't want to, I don't want that life anymore. I don't want to wake up at 4.30 a.m. in the morning and and go work out as hard as I did. I don't want to. And it took me a while to fight that feeling and to say, okay, I'm still valuable. I'm still a good person. I'm still a healthy person. But my goals have changed. My discipline is just going in a different direction as it should as I'm getting older, as I'm, you know, in my mid thirties and my kids are growing up and, you know, the focus is no longer just on me. It's on my family. It's, it's on other people. It's on my clients. Now it's on, man, I really want to make sure this person is doing well. I want to check on them. You know, it's, it's not just on me. So I feel like when we think about the discipline that we used to have, we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace because, I could look at somebody who is like completely the smartest person in the world, extremely intelligent, like creating software that's blowing my mind that, you know, it's Bill Gates is going to buy, right? Somebody my exact same age. And I could be like, well, why aren't you at the gym? Well, come on, that's, you're not being healthy. And they could look at me and be like, well, Christy, why are you not creating the next big thing? You know, our disciplines are in different areas. But yet we get down on ourselves because it's not in the health area. And for me, being a former athlete, for me being that person that used to, I mean, sports were my life. I I never not played a sport. I even when after college, when I played tennis, even after that, I I worked out, I did something. And for me to take tennis now, and I, I play tennis a couple times a week, I do, you know, yoga, I um, play golf. It's like, it's fun stuff, right? I still do drills and things like that, but to me, it's fun. And it's almost like, man, but, but sports aren't supposed to be fun. You're supposed to be always achieving, always achieving, always achieving. And there's no medals to give out now. There's no first team all state anymore. There's no, you know, pictures up in the hallway or your name on the announcements or in the newspaper. Yes. That's how old I am. (laughs) They had newspapers back then, but 
that's the whole point of what I'm trying to say is that now my focus is still, it, it's still disciplined. I still have an incredible amount of discipline, but my discipline is for peace in my life and peace for overachievers, people, pleasers, and perfectionists. Hello, me right here, who I used to be and who many of you are. Peace can feel like giving up on yourself, right? I have noticed something that really took me a long time to come to terms with. It's that I am somebody who has always lived in the extremes. I have always lived in a black or a white. I'm either on or I'm off. I'm either energetic or I am down for the count. Don't talk to me. Like very much so. I don't know if any of you have watched the um, documentary on Robin Williams, but as funny and as crazy as he was, they would say that when um, after a show or even driving to a show, he would be dead quiet. Like you'd be riding in a car with him and, you know, going to a show or whatever it was. And he would just be staring out the window, not talking, not conversing and just kind of saving up his energy. And that's kind of how I feel, honestly, as I get older and as I'm just becoming more comfortable with myself and accepting who I am doesn't mean I'm not eager to get to the next point, or it doesn't mean that I'm not working towards goals. It just means that I'm okay with who I am and where I am right now. I still want to thrive. I still want to progress, but I'm okay with being here because acknowledging that I'm here helps me get to that next step. And one of the big self-awareness aha moments that I had in my life was, Chrissy, you are somebody who's, I'm a sprinter. I love to, and I don't mean in the physical way, I hate running to death, but I am somebody who will give it all for an hour. But after that hour, I need a break. Like I am somebody who needs just constant rest periods to re-energize, to recharge myself. And becoming okay with that was really difficult because I always thought I had to be go, 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 go. So changing my perspective of discipline was something that I really had to work at. I mean, even with what I do now with talking to clients, I mean, I have a free hour long call for people that just want to talk to me and possibly work with me. And that actually, it takes up so much of my emotional, mental real estate. I mean, it's exhausting. By the time I'm done with those calls, I have to go upstairs and stare at the wall for five or 10 minutes because I give everything I have and that's okay. I tried so hard to be that person that could balance it out and hold it back, but I am such a dramatic, as my husband would call me, I am very dramatic, but I'm, I'm an empath. I feel your feels. I feel your hurt. I feel your pain. And I'm also somebody, I get this from my mom, but I always want to help. I want to be that person that, that is holding your hand through this because I, I understand, especially in this realm of food, of perfection, of just control that we need to know that we're not alone and that we're okay. We're not broken, but we need to know that there's somebody out there that's, that's wanting more for us. That's, that believes in us. That's cheering us on every step of the way. So being that person to accept that, okay, you need a break, Christy, go, you know, it's almost like I just, you know, ran for 
30 minutes. All right, take a rest. No, go harder. Don't stop. No days off. Keep going. That was really hard for me. So to notice that I need those constant breaks was, was a really big deal. So kind of rounding back to our whole topic here, where did that discipline go? Why do you feel like you don't have discipline right now? And I'm going to tell you, this is very similar to kind of binge eating. And we're just going to use this as an example or overeating. Okay. Um, I had, I was talking to, uh, a potential new client. She made a discovery call with me. She was so incredible from New Jersey. And she was telling me that it's like, I don't know what happens. I am great until 3 PM. She goes, once 3 PM hits, I, I feel like I can't stop eating. Like I have to keep eating. Like, I don't know why then I eat dinner and then I'm done for the day. And a lot of people, for me, I was the one who would be good until after dinner. And then after dinner, I would just go ham on everything. I would eat anything in sight, right? And I'm like, oh, I need to be more disciplined. I need more willpower. Come on, Christy, do better, do better, do better. And it took me a while to realize that, okay, this isn't about willpower. It's not about your discipline. And there's something to be said about that because your disciplines have changed. If you're feeling this way, if you're feeling like, where in the hell did my discipline go? I used to be able to do this and now I can't. Your disciplines have changed. Your goals have changed. And I don't think you've updated them or realized it. And most of us don't. We go our whole lives with the same goal mentality about our bodies as we had when we were 16 years old. And that freaking sucks. So I implore you, I don't even know really what that word means, but I know it means to dig deep inside. But I implore you to think about what you really want. I mean, go beyond that surface level bullshit of I want to lose weight and I need to look better and I want to be healthier and blah, 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 blah. Go beyond that surface level shit. Something I've learned to do, even talking with my parents, with people, with friends, just being a coach, I've noticed that when you ask somebody what they want, they're going to give you the surface layer reason. I want to lose weight because I want to feel better about myself. I want to, okay, well, you got to keep digging, like ask yourself why, why do you want to feel better about yourself? Like what is the outcome you hope is going to happen? Like when all is said and done, let's say your perfect scenario happened and you lost weight and blah, blah, blah. How do you want to feel? What's, what do you want to happen? What is the ultimate goal? And everybody's like, I just want to feel good about myself. And if you dig even deeper than that, a lot of that comes from, I want to fit in. I want to belong. I want people to look at me as an asset. I want people to think highly of me. And and that is straight up from our primal nature of just wanting to belong in our tribes, to not wanting to be kicked out, to be valuable, to be useful because you weren't able to survive on your own back then. So you needed to become somebody of, of substance, right? You couldn't just sit around all day and eat all the food that everybody picked and gathered and hunted for. You had to be out there doing something. So we all want to feel like we've done a good job. We all want to feel useful. And most importantly, we all want to feel loved. So when we think about our disciplines, a lot of this stems from how we grew up. If you think about what it took for you to be loved, that's likely your way of discipline or that's likely your way of solving this problem. Tony Robbins said it best. He said, who did you have to be 
in order to be loved by your parents. And this hit me hard. For me, I had to be perfect. Don't ask me where that came from. I had two very loving parents who supported me and my brothers. I mean, we had a great life growing up, but to me, I I had to be above average. I had to be perfect. I had to be just excellent and extraordinary in order to be loved and noticed and liked. Maybe it was from being, you know, the youngest child. I don't know. But that's something to note. So I hope you ask yourself that question. Like, who do you think you have to be in order to be loved? And this does, it goes hand in hand with your expectation of discipline. So once you ask yourself that really uncomfortable question, because shoot, looking back now, I can see that, wow, Christy, you only wanted to keep that body. So people didn't think that you gave up on yourself. I mean, that's shallow, but it was, it was real. It was valid in my eyes back then. And now obviously being older and doing what I do, really coming out with my story, um, I feel powerful because of that. I feel powerful in my bigger body now because I've been through a lot and so have you. You know, somebody once told me that if we want big change in our lives, we have to go through something traumatic. Now, hold on to this thought. Because this is something that I I looked at this guy and I was like, get out of here. You're psycho. What? You don't need to go through something traumatic in order to make a big change. And he goes, no, in order to make a huge change in your life, like something that is going to just absolutely flip your world around a complete 180, you have to have a traumatic experience happen in your life. And I look back and I think, man, Christy, what happened to you? You know, how do you get back to that place of where you were working out at 4:30 a.m. every day? And it was because I started training for my bodybuilding competition. It was 16 weeks. And lo and behold, I had a very one of the two traumatic experiences that happened in my life happen right before that. And that's what changed me because I needed to, from my therapist, I needed something to uh to strive for, to grasp onto, to know that I completed something. And so that was my thing. (laughs) She goes, Christy, I I meant something maybe a little bit smaller than that. Like maybe, you know, saving up some money. And I'm like, Nope, I'm doing a bodybuilding competition. And she's like, okay, just be careful. (laughs) And of course, you know, that was me though. I go big or go home. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm all in. If I'm doing something, I'm, I'm doing it. I don't half-ass it. So that was my, my whole point in that. Like I wanted to change who I was. And I think back as to why I started that bodybuilding competition. And it's actually a really personal story, but, um, I was running from, I was fearing who I was. I didn't want to be the person that I was and I needed to shed that skin. I needed to kill that person that I was that just doormat that everybody walked all over that just so naive and, and, you know, that person that was just blending in and I needed to stand out and I needed to break out of that shell and into this new strong person who couldn't be hurt. And I think subconsciously, you know, by building up those muscles, I was building up, you know, strength, which wasn't really true. It was what I call trophy wife muscles, (laughs) bodybuilder muscles. They don't really do anything, but they look pretty, but that was, my story on that. I went through a really traumatic experience. So 
I think back, you know, now I'm trying again, like there was a point in time where I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to start working out again every morning. If I just keep doing it, it'll become a habit. And after two months of it, I was like, I, I really hate this. Like, I don't like this at all. Like I am not having fun. I dread the mornings now to where I used to love them. And I noticed two things like I was restricting, right? Like we talked about before, I was restricting my peace that I had newly found and that I was just loving. I loved having this peace in my life and in the world. It's just my life now. I love living in peace. I don't want to live in that just uh, energy debt that I was living in. And to me, there's always two consequences, right? There's a consequence if I do it and there's a consequence if I don't. And this is where we really need to dive into what we're willing to give up because anything great in life, you have to give something up. And if you're consequence of staying in bed trumps your consequence of getting up and getting uncomfortable, then that's the consequence that you're taking. And if you're okay with that, which I was, I was like, no, I'm, I don't want this anymore. I still, you know, play tennis a couple times a week. It's not like I'm completely inactive. I'm still moving, but this whole waking up at the crack of dawn. I don't, I'm, this isn't me anymore. And that's okay. Like I can move on. I can find other things that are me. It doesn't mean I'm broken. It doesn't mean that I'm not disciplined anymore. It just means that something else is more important to me. And to me, that was my peace. Like my mornings, I freaking love my mornings. My mornings are amazing. I calm, I am peaceful and they just help me start my day that way. So whereas before there's no way I could have started my day without working out. It was weird if I didn't. And some people like they chase that and then they will chase that their whole lives, constantly failing and starting over and failing and starting over. And to me, that failing and starting over just means something else has to change. You just have to do it differently. So now I just work out a little bit later in the day. So um, there's a lot to think about with that. Like, what are you willing to give up? And is that something that you're okay to give up. To me, that new morning routine that I had of waking up and just feeling peacefulness, that was more precious to me than getting up and doing a hardcore workout or even mobility in the mornings. So I decided to, hey, I'm not going to do that anymore. Doesn't mean I can't ever do mobility. It just means I do it at a different time. And whether you think that's right or wrong, it really doesn't matter because it's my life. It's my mornings. And I own that. Like you can tell me all you want. Oh, you should be doing this. That's not healthy. Blah, blah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it doesn't hurt my feelings because I know that I'm doing the right thing for me. Like I said, I'd still play tennis. I'm still active. I still play golf. I still do yoga, but it's just at different times of the day. And that's totally fine. So not only was that restriction just not in my favor. I didn't want to put myself into that energy debt that I really had no reason to go into, but I had no fears driving me like I did back then. Like right now, people see me in a bigger body all the time. I post it up on social media. I'm not afraid to walk out in my bikini or in my bathing suit. I'm not afraid to walk out without a cover up or to wear shorts and let my cellulite fly. I mean, I'm comfortable with who I am really truthfully, honestly, I, I don't care if you see it because this is who I am. And if you're going to judge me based on how I look, I, I don't want to be around you anyway. You can say all you want about me behind my back, things like that. It doesn't bother me anymore because I don't take it personally. 
So of course I had no discipline doing that because I had no interest in it. My peaceful mornings were more important to me than mobility for tennis or golf. And there was no traumatic experience to change or morph into somebody new because even though I'm always striving to be a better tennis player and a better golfer, but if I were getting paid to play tennis or golf, yeah, I'd definitely do it. But right now I've worked too damn hard to get this life that I love. So everything kind of changed and I didn't have that traumatic experience that made me fear something so much. Like if you don't like the way my body looks, I don't really care. Like, that's totally fine. No big deal. I have no fear of that anymore. I have no fear of you thinking I shouldn't be playing tennis or I'm really bad at golf. I have no fear of you liking me because I like who I am. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm still not striving to work on myself. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect by any means. That's not real. Nobody's perfect. But it means that I like who I am. And I'm going to work on things, but it's going to be mental health wise. If I'm going to work on something active, it's going to be working on my rotation for golf. And if it's my performance in tennis, then I'm going to work on my patience and court strategy. So those are the things that I want to to do because I take care of my body. I move it, feed it in a really balanced and nourished way. So I don't want to change my body. Like really digging deep, again, pulling back those layers of that onion, getting to that core. My true goal in life is to be loved by myself, to really own myself, to really truthfully and honestly try to understand myself the best that I can. Because when I'm full, when I'm at peace is when I am at my key point of helping other people. The more I help myself, kind of like the oxygen mask that they tell you on airplanes to put yours on first and then help assist others. That's kind of how I view helping other people. I can help you better if I'm full or if I'm near full, right? If I'm exhausted, I I don't want anything to do with that. All I can think about is myself. So there's different ways you can look at this whole discipline thing, right? Really start to think, you know, what does discipline mean to you? Like, what is your goal? Not just your surface level goal, but keep asking why I want to lose weight. Why do you want to lose weight? Well, because I want to feel better about myself. Why do you want to feel better about yourself? Right? I want to feel better about myself because I want to uh, feel more confident. I want to be confident. Okay. Why do you want to be more confident? Well, I want to be confident because it, it makes me feel better when I'm when I'm confident and I feel, I feel stronger and I feel like I set more boundaries. Okay. So you want to set boundaries, right? Well, why do you want to set boundaries? So people don't take advantage of me. So they don't, um, you know, say things about me. So they think of me at a higher level rather than where they think of me now. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. See, it just, it opens up so much dialogue. So you can literally grab a piece of paper and just keep asking yourself why, 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 why. And once you get to like the 10th or even 15th one, you're going to get to the core. So that core is, you know, it's your end result. Like, what do I need to get to this place? What do I need to learn more about myself? You know, what do I need to have that discipline to find out more self-awareness within me? Maybe, you know, instead of waking up at 4.30 a.m., maybe I wake up at 6 and I start reading a book or listening to self-help podcasts, or maybe I start journaling, right? Maybe the thing that you're trying to do, like working out in the morning, just isn't your thing, and that's okay. Or maybe you need to do it at a different time of the day. Whatever it is, you have the tools to figure it out. So from here, 
If you're like, okay, Christy, yes, I know, but I still need to move my body and work out. Then do something you love. Most people are like going to the gym and strength training or doing cardio or running and they hate running and they hate doing that. Like I get if you're doing it because you want to get faster, like shoot, I hate running, but I run sometimes because it conditions me for tennis because that's my goal. I want to be better at that sport. So maybe it's something that you played you know, back in the day, maybe it's nostalgic for you. Maybe it's like work softball team, whatever it is, like do something that is fun for you. And likely the thing that will get you going is something in a group activity. So maybe it's a group class at the gym. Maybe you love spinning, but you hate the TRX workouts, or maybe it's something else like whatever it is. Maybe it's rock climbing. Maybe you were a swimmer back in high school and you're like, I would love to get back into that. Right. Or find that thing. That's just yeah, this helps me move. Maybe it's rollerblading. I had a client get rollerblades. She's like, I haven't done this in forever. I had another client get a pair of tap shoes. Cause she's like, I did this. And she just tapped in her basement. Like there's so many different ways. Like I used to be in dance and I loved dance. So there's tons of like those hip hop videos and things like that. So we dread working out, we dread these things. And then we wonder why we don't want to do it. Like it's because it doesn't fit our goals. It doesn't fit, you know, who we want to be in life. That's where your discipline went. You're changing and you didn't update your goals. So now you're in this, not only this energy debt, right? Because you keep putting energy into this thing and it's not working. So you keep racking up this charge on your, you know, mental health credit card over here and you're trying to pay it off. You're trying to like every month, okay, I got to put more money towards, I got to put more money towards it. No, we can get out of debt in another way, right? Do something that you actually want to do and your discipline will go up, right? So a lot of times too, people are like, ah, I I love walking, but it's just not hardcore enough. I need to do more. Hell no. Are you kidding me? Walking so good for your butt. It's so good for your hammies. It's so good for your calves. Walking keeps your balance in your stomach. You could grab some arm weights, like two pounds, nothing crazy. Just do that. Like there's so much to do, but we put ourselves in that little tiny box of, I can only do these things. So when you talk about your discipline, start asking yourself what needs to change? Like, what don't you like about it? And start going from there. You have all the tools. You can literally go back through this podcast episode and write down and journal everything step-by-step that we talked about here. And if you could reach out to me, DM me on Instagram. Hey, Christy, I'm having trouble with this. I want to help you. There are literally no stupid questions or like thoughts. If you're thinking it, I guarantee you somebody else is thinking it. So let me know what you need because this is all about you. And if you would not mind, I would just freaking adore you if you could please give this podcast episode a five-star review, leave a review, because by leaving a review, it ups the algorithm and helps get out to more people. So that would mean the absolute world to me. And if you need more help, you can download my free plate building system in the notes from this podcast episode. So thank you again for being here. And I just, I just love you all so much. Like you're my world. So thank you so much for being a part of this community. All right, my friends, until next time, intuitively strong, out.